Hey there, guys. Welcome to episode 20 of the Straight A Nursing Podcast. So glad that you're here. So it's summer, right? And a lot of you are not in school, but you're probably gearing up to start back in a few weeks. And you might be thinking about clinicals, especially if it is your first semester. When I was a nursing student, I was really confident in my skills as a student, and all of you probably are because you had to work so hard and be such excellent students. Just to even get into the program, you had to be on top of your game. You know how to do this. You know how to prep before class. You know how to show up and be totally present. You know how to review material, study for exams, all of that stuff. But clinicals is a whole other thing. And if you haven't spent any time in a hospital as a volunteer or a CNA, then walking into a hospital for that first day as a clinical student can be so terrifying and nerve-wracking. I remember when I was a student, we had our pre-clinical conference every morning before we went up to the floors, and it was, I think we had to be there about 6.30 in the morning, 6.15, and my stomach was in knots every time, every single time, and that continued until I had been a nurse for at least a year, maybe a little longer. I would show up and just be a ball of nerves. Um, If that's how you feel, the good news is it's because you care and because you really want to do a good job. So I want to talk to you today a little bit about what to expect from clinicals if it's your very first semester. And even if it's not your very first semester as a clinical student, how you can really work at being a clinical rock star and make the most of your time in clinical, make a good impression, because guess what? The people that you're working with will also be hiring nurses at some point, and basically walk in your clinicals. Maybe you'll still be nervous, but at least you'll know you're there to do and be your very best. So the very first tip that I have for being a clinical rock star is a simple one, and it goes without saying, but you're going to show up prepared, like uber prepared. This is where the culmination of all of your learning really comes into play because you actually get to practice on real patients. And I say practice kind of with air quotes because you're doing real things. You're practicing in a sense because there is somebody there supervising you, but I don't want you to think that you can take anything in clinicals lightly. So you're going to prepare to the hilt. So that means doing your clinical preps and your clinical instructor is going to have different uh, different criteria for how you approach this, whether you do concept mapping, which was my absolute favorite thing in the world, or you write up a standard narrative style care plan you're going to go through that and you're going to do an excellent job with your clinical prep. The main things that you want to get out of your clinical prep are, why is this patient here? What past medical history 
do they have that is relevant to this admission? Um, sometimes things aren't relevant to why they're there. Um, a lot of times things will come into play. So you want to know which things are relevant and use that information for how you'll adjust your care plan or administer your care plan. You want to show up with the right equipment. I cannot tell you how many times some student would show up to clinical and not even have a pen. Seriously, do they not know about nurses and our obsession with pens? So you want a pen, obviously. Um, you want a good stethoscope. I'm not saying you have to go spend a ton of money on a stethoscope, but a good stethoscope, something that you can hear with. I have a Lippmann Master Classic 2, and I believe it's about $90. Definitely kind of the average price range for a decent stethoscope. I thought when I graduate, I'll get one of those really nice $300 stethoscopes. Guess what? Never did. My Lippmann is awesome, and most people that I work with use the exact same stethoscope that I do. Um, the reason you don't want to spend a ton of money, if you don't need to, is very good chance you're going to lose it, um, or a doctor's going to borrow it to listen to lung sounds after you intubate someone and walk off with it. You'll leave it lying around, and it will grow legs. So don't spend a ton of money on a stethoscope as a student. But when you graduate, if you are going to be working in a very specialized field, cardiology, you might want a fancier stethoscope. Um, something with the little babies, you might want a fancier stethoscope. But for basic, everyday care of patients, adult patients, my Lidman Master Classic 2 rocks. So show up with a stethoscope. The other things that I typically carry and that are helpful for a student to have so that you can participate and be a part of interventions at the drop of a hat, a pair of scissors, a hemostat. You'd be surprised at how often hemostats come in handy. I mostly use mine for getting the fentanyl off the IV tubing spike. That stuff must be really sticky. It's almost humanly impossible to get it off. And I honestly use my scissors mostly for opening the plastic bags that the IV bags are in. They're in like this really tough plastic bag. Um, sometimes for dressings and things like that. If you do use it for patient care, you want to make sure that they're clean before and you clean them with bleach after. You want to have some blunts in your pocket. So when you get there in the morning, I always uh, stock up my pockets with just uh, a few blunts uh, in caps so that I can um, keep IV lines sterile if I'm changing them around. Never, ever ever loop it back around to the Y site. If you don't know what I mean by that now, you will when you start working with IVs. Uh, a lot of nurses, maybe not a lot, but more than should, and instead of using a blunt, we'll loop it back around on the Y site, and that's not considered best practice, so try not to do that. I'll also grab some alcohol swabs, put those in my pockets, and then as a student, you probably have a clipboard because you really have a lot of paperwork. You might be working on a, a clinical project and you need to maybe interview a patient about their pain history or something. I mean, there's just so many random assignments that you have to do as a nursing student. So have a clipboard that enables you to keep your paperwork secure. You are walking around with uh, patient information all day at the hospital and you're pulled in a lot of different directions. So you don't want to leave that laying around. I used a great clipboard 
that I bought. I got it on Amazon, I think, or maybe it's Staples. I can't remember, but it was amazing. And it had, um, it was like a blue plastic and it opened and I could put my paperwork inside and just have on top the paperwork that I was using at the moment, but my care plan and any assignments I was working on went inside and even had a little space for pens. It was amazing. So anyway, a clipboard is also very handy and I would put a little snack in your pocket, a granola bar or something, power bar, whatever it is that you like to eat on the run, because you might not get a chance and you don't want your blood sugar to drop. You don't want to have the hangries when you're trying to be totally present and then have a water bottle and put your name on it and try not to leave your stuff laying all over the nurse's station. Okay. So you're going to show up prepared. You've done your prep. You've got your equipment. You've got a snack. You're also going to show up with the right attitude. And this is huge. This is probably the very second thing I would make sure you've packed that day along with your care plan. And that means coming in with an attitude of helpfulness, curiosity, and gratitude. So showing up with those three things not only is going to put you in a the right place kind of mentally and emotionally to be the best nurse that you can be for your patients that day, but also to be a really valuable member of the team while maximizing your learning. So when you show up with an attitude of curiosity, you are always seeking out learning opportunities. When you show up with an attitude of helpfulness, you are willing to do whatever it takes for the patient for your coworkers, for your fellow students, shows that you're a team player and gets you in that mindset that nursing is a team sport. And when you show up with an attitude of gratitude, it really goes a long way to conveying to the nurses that are already very busy and very taxed for their time and attention. They're teaching you just to show that you appreciate that. And also that you appreciate the patients. The patients will teach you more than anyone. And you want to make sure that they know you appreciate their willingness to let a student come anywhere near them. So showing up with that right attitude is key. Just because you're studying to get your RN does not mean that doing ADLs, cleaning up patients is beneath you. And you would be shocked at how many students who are in an RN program think that once they have their license, they're not going to be cleaning up patients or doing ADLs because that's the domain of the nursing assistant. You could not be more wrong. I work in a unit where we do not have nursing assistants. We do primary nursing and the nurse does everything. We do have techs that help with things a little bit here and there, but not all the time. And it is not considered their job to go clean up the patient. If you need help, you can ask them, but it is the RN's job to do everything. So Going into clinical, knowing that you will be doing a lot of tasks and that nothing is, quote, beneath you, okay? And then you also want to have this attitude that every opportunity presented is an opportunity to learn. So just because you've already, say, learned and done the task of setting up a tube feeding, for instance, well, if the opportunity presents itself to set one up for someone... Don't 
blow that off just because you've already done it. You know what? Maybe you'll learn something new this time. Maybe the equipment won't work correctly or there'll be something yet you have to troubleshoot through. So every opportunity is a learning opportunity, even if it is your 10th time doing it. And if it's your first time doing it, even better. If it is your first time doing something, I just ask that you communicate that to the nurse that is supervising you that day so that they know that you might need a little bit more attention with what you're doing. So that's pretty much what I would say is the right attitude for clinical. And then the next thing that you want to do is you really want to make sure you're focusing on the right things in clinical. So focusing on the basics is what you need to do. And it is so very easy to fall down this rabbit hole of things that you don't really need to focus on right now. Um, What you need to be thinking about as a nursing student are um, basic tasks, right? You want to get adept at doing things with your hands, right? Um, Hanging piggybacks, priming tubings, doing dressing changes, inserting NG tubes or Foley catheters. And you want to jump at the opportunity to do those things whenever they come up. You know, everybody always talks about putting in a Foley um, in nursing school because you really don't have that many opportunities to do it. And if you remember from your clinical checkoff, it was so stressful, right? You have your professor staring over you and you had to be super sterile and everything was 100% perfect, but you're doing it on a mannequin that had you know, textbook anatomy and didn't move. (laughs) So it's much different to do it on a real person. And then you might not get the opportunity that often. So if you see an opportunity to do something like that, I want you to jump on it. So basic skills, you absolutely should jump at the chance to do those. I also want you to focus your attention on critical thinking. So rather than just doing a task I want you to take the time because you have the time as a student. You might think you don't because you've got all these things that you want to do, but really you do. So take the time to think through what you're doing, why you're doing it. Why is the patient getting this treatment? Are there any reasons why they shouldn't be getting this treatment? Should I delay this treatment and do something else first? Prioritizing, critical thinking, who's my most sick patient? What do I need to do first? etc. This is a skill that is absolutely necessary. And you'll get a little bit of that as a student. You'll get a whole heck of a lot of it as a nurse. But as a student, if you can start thinking along those lines, it will help you think like a real nurse when you do graduate and become a new grad RN. You also want to really focus on assessments. Okay, as a student, you have the time to do that full, super thorough head to toe assessment. So I want you to focus on that. Even if your patient is in for something like a broken leg, okay, and you're working in an ortho unit, take the time, do a basic neuro exam, listen to the heart, listen to all parts, right? Ape to man, listen to all the heart sounds, listen to all the lung sounds, listen to the belly, feel all the pulses, look at their skin, do every part of your head-to-toe assessment. Even if a lot of it is WDL all over the place, you're still learning. People sound different. They feel different. They look different. You need to get your hands, your eyes, your ears on as many different shapes, sizes, ages, 
of patients that you possibly can. So focus on that head-to-toe assessment. When I was a student, I thought I was so busy with all the tasks and assessments and this and that and the ADLs and all the stuff that I had to do. And I was, I was really busy in the meds. You know, once you start passing meds, then that's another thing. And I thought to myself, I don't know how the RN does this. How do they manage all of this? So um, just focusing on those few things is really going to help. Okay. You'll be charting as well. So you need to make sure that your charting is accurate, right? But you don't need to get involved in every hospital is different, right? So hospitals do things differently. You don't have to get super involved in the hospital's policies and procedures and, and initiatives. Those things, let the nurse deal with that, okay? Uh, let the nurse deal with a lot of the communicating with the uh, interdisciplinary team. You're going to be doing that plenty as, as, a, as a graduate nurse out on the floors, you do not want to get bogged down in unit gossip or things like that. So just focus on prioritizing critical thinking, mastering your skills, and doing the head-to-toe assessment like a total rock star. And you will get a lot out of your clinical experience. The next thing that you can do to be an amazing clinical student is accept criticism and feedback with grace. So you, the people teaching you, your clinical instructor, the nurses on the unit, they are going to give you feedback and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's kind of mediocre and sometimes it is constructive or critical. I don't want anyone who listens to my podcast because I think of you as my students as well. I don't want any of you to accept that critical feedback with an attitude with, yeah, but, okay, what you say is, thank you. I understand. Thank you. How can I do better? And that will teach you that, A, nursing is tough, okay? You're always going to be learning something, and you are going to make mistakes. We appreciate those who teach us, right? So accept criticism and feedback with grace. And then uh, when you show up in the morning... And you're talking to the nurse that you're working with that day. Let them know what you want to focus on or what skills you've acquired that you would like to practice so that they know. For instance, let's say yesterday you had your skills lab where you did dressing changes. You're so into dressing changes. So you really want to practice that. Let them know, hey, I just learned how to do these dressing changes. I'd love to do any that you have. Or I just got checked off on... Um, using the glucometer, which of your patients need a blood sugar check? I'll do them all. You know, little things like that take some of the workload off the nurse because they are going to be spending time teaching you. So that's really helpful. And then it helps you solidify the learning that you're getting in skills lab and also in your uh, didactic course. So maybe you just learned about pneumonia. Hey, I really want to work with the patient who has pneumonia and some respiratory compromise. So just being really open with your communication about what you can do and what you want to achieve that day. Don't sit. Don't sit at the nurse's station. Um, A, there's usually only like enough computers for everybody to use. So if a nurse can't find a place to chart, 
that really messes up their workflow. So don't sit at the nurse's station for that reason. Also, it doesn't look good, okay? You're on a job interview when you're at clinical. Did you know that? You are on a job interview. You are not going to be sitting. You're going to be up. You're going to be helping. You're going to be hustling. There's always something to do. If for some reason, miracle of miracles, you find that you're caught up, you don't have any meds to give, any assessments to do, any vitals to take, any interventions to do, any TLC to give your patients, go to the nurses, go to the nurse's aides, ask, what can I do to help? I want to help. No sitting allowed. As far as your charting and your assessments go, I always hear Professor Rose in the back of my head saying to me, be accurate, be thorough. That's all you have to do. So if you're putting down that you listen to the lungs, did you really listen to all the lobes of the lung? Be accurate, be thorough, you're covered. And then the very last thing that I would like to say about being a clinical rock star In general, be professional, be courteous, be kind, be respectful in your communication, stay off your phone, and don't get on the computer to order things from Amazon. Even if you see some of the nurses doing it, it's not okay for a student. Again, you're on a job interview. Make sure the charge nurse knows your name. If you can meet the unit director, make sure you do that. Introduce yourself. You don't have to straight up say, hey, I'll be looking for a job. Are you hiring? They know you're going to be looking for a job. Introduce yourself so they know your name, they know your face, and they see your work ethic. So with those tips, I know you're going to rock clinicals. You're going to have a great time. You're going to walk in not as scared as I did. Maybe you'll still have some knots in your tummy, but that's okay. That's just because you care. So there's that for clinical tips. I want to remind you guys, if you haven't yet, I know I mention this every time, but in case this is your first time listening, I do have a book available on Amazon called Nursing School Thrive Guide, and it is a paperback. It is an audio book, which is great for those drives back and forth to class, and a Kindle book. So you can read or listen to it any way that you like. It is awesome. It is my love letter to you guys to help you be amazing students. I also want to invite you to follow Straight A Nursing on social media. We have a Twitter account, which is kind of fun. And then, so that's uh, Straight A Nurse, I believe, at Straight A Nurse. Facebook is, the Facebook group is called Straight A Nursing Student. So you go to facebook.com slash straight A Nursing Student. I believe that's how you get there. There's an Instagram page, but it's not totally decked out yet. But if you're into Instagram, look for Straight A Nursing. It's there. And I believe that's about it. Is that about it for social media? I think so. And then, of course, the website is www.straightanursingstudent.com. And one of the cool things we just did on the website is start a shop. So as you know, I've provided you guys with tons of free resources, right, for the past several years. And they're pretty good. But I wanted to up the game. So I'm making even better, what I call the premium items. And so those will be available in the shop coming soon. There's one thing there right now that I put up, which is a really handy reference guide for electrolytes. So learning your electrolytes is not just learning 
you know, what a normal value is. That's probably the least important thing that you need to learn about electrolytes. What you need to know about electrolytes, about each one, is what it does in the body, why you care if it's out of whack, the signs and symptoms of having too much or too little, and what you, the nurse, do about it, how you monitor and how you treat. So all of that information is available in this handy PDF of electrolytes that you can print out, put in your clinical binder, put in your class binder, whatever. And it's fantastic. It covers calcium chloride, potassium, mag, sodium. I feel like there's one more FOSS. So all six of those are covered. It is $9.99. It is available in the shop of straightanursingstudent.com. Check it out. It will help you guys immensely. And look for more premium, amazing items coming your way soon. And with that, I will leave you. Have a great rest of your day and take care, guys. This podcast is brought to you by straightanursingstudent.com. Copyright mode.